the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. that you really believe the scripture. Glorify God on this behalf that you don't cave in under the pressures of life. You find yourself talking to the Lord and say, Lord, you are my way maker. You're the only one that I know that can make a way out of no way, pull bread out of bread and fish out of fish. And this thing that you've allowed to come upon me is to try the faith that you put inside of me. Lord, I believe your word. I will not believe the report of the enemy. It's the trying of your faith that work in patience. Okay, since you're in 1 Peter, go to chapter 3 and look at verse 10. Now this is for everybody that's really looking for a peaceful life in the Lord, especially those of you that are above 16. You ought to be able to identify with this. All right, I said verse 10, but let me back up to verse 8. Finally, be be ye all of one mind, talking to the church, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you are called to this, that you should inherit a blessing. Those of us that shall inherit a blessing and have inherited and we are heirs of God, we ought to love one another. We shouldn't be rendering evil for evil. We, should, we, we shouldn't. At what point... Do we break away from becoming hood rats? Wow. Huh? At what point do we free ourselves from being ghetto fabulous? Okay. And at what point do we allow the spirit of God to be seen in us? Yeah, I know you did me wrong, but I love you anyway. At what point do we get there today? We get there today. We get there today. 
Too many people are fasting and praying about what they just read. It's already ready for use. I don't care how much you fast and pray. Flesh is still going to be flesh. Spirit is still going to be spirit. We got to learn how to love one another, forgive one another, pray for one another, and don't render evil for evil. We, we, we have to ask your neighbor, are you getting your mail? You, you getting your mail? No, I know I love the Lord. Ain't nobody going to mess over me. I got a gun. That ain't, that, listen, that ain't even Christian. Now, I have a gun, but I ain't trying to shoot nobody. I just want to make sure ain't nobody set up to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> I got something that, that bog right here, bite over there. All right, let me read on. Y'all still here? Yeah. Verse 9. Not rendering, let's read verses 9 through 11 together. Read. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you are called to this, that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. <laughs> the Lord said, if you plan on having a good life and seeing long days, learn how to shut up. Learn how to reframe your tongue from speaking evil and your lips that they don't speak no deceit. This is a guarantee of a long life and good days. And when it's all said and done, can't nobody go back and tag you with saying anything negative because you didn't say it. That's how you live long and strong. And you have to understand sometimes when people come talking to you, it ain't them, they represent the committee. <laughs> they there for somebody else. But being a real Christian for real, if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on his behalf. When we put away evil, and when we put away evil speaking, and we have nothing bad to say about the brethren, and we build people up with our words, and we don't tear them down, now we're just like Jesus. We are right where God wants us to be. I think one of the things that causes, I got two more things that I'm through. I think one of the things that causes us to stand up so strong in the flesh is because we ain't going to let nobody make no fool out of us. Well, first of all, when we came to Jesus, we were fools. So if the devil want to repeat, it doesn't mean we have to go along with it, but we need to know who we are in Christ, and I don't have to fall for the old okey-doke. And because somebody brings something to me, I'm under no obligation to respond to anything. I don't have to say one word. 
And if I open my mouth in wisdom, I ought to be saying the right thing. So if you're going to see good days and live a long, fruitful, and productive life, keep your tongue from speaking evil. And your lips that they speak no guile. I, I discovered something. I, this, this has happened to me at least three times this year. And here's of late, two times. I met people along the way and they say, you know me? I say, no. You don't know me? No. But see, it wasn't always, it didn't always used to be that way. You know me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking like I'm supposed to remember the incident when we were at Booker T yeah. <laughs> and now I'm lying again cause I don't have a clue what they are talking about so I, I've been challenged when I said no I don't know you you don't know me no I don't then I say well make me know you See, because I used to say, yeah, and I'm, I'm getting in deep now. I done lied once. I done lied two times. I done lied three times. And I don't have a clue. When they walk away, I don't know you. Anybody here ever done that? I mean, you know, I, I don't, don't know you. So I just cut it to the chase. No, I don't make me know you. And this lady kept talking. About a couple of weeks ago, kept talking. And I said, no, I, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. And then, you know, the devil tried to, especially those of us that really cut up in the world, like a few of y'all in here, really cut up in the world. And sometimes people come in your face, and it's almost like, uh, I know you. And they say it like, I got something on you. You know, anybody here, can you identify me? Yeah, I, I got something on you. And the way that the Lord has taught me to handle that, first of all, you don't know me. You may have known me in the flesh, but I ain't killed that man. <laughs> See, because our lives are hidden with Christ in God. So we're not the same person. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So whatever you may know about me or know what I did, it's of no consequence because I ain't that man no more. Can I get a witness at the church house? I'm not that man anymore. You're not that woman anymore. You're a new creature. And your sins have been forgiven. 1 Peter 3.18 What you turning for? It's right there. Goodness, what kind of Bible you got? It's red. There. First <laughs> Peter three eighteen. And what I'm going to put behind this is going to blow this whole message up. First Peter three eighteen. For Christ also has once suffered for sins. Listen, the just. For the unjust. That he might bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh. But quickened. By the spirit. Christ. 
suffered a trial by fire. It was so intense until it carried him into hell itself before he got back and re-entered into his own body. So Christ, listen, also has once suffered for sins at Calvary. The just, that's who he is, for the unjust. Could I have just a few minutes of your time? Trial by fire. The just for the unjust. It said, blessed are the peacemakers. It didn't say, blessed are the one that's always right. Sometimes you have to apologize for what you didn't do. That you're not even responsible for. You want to be a peacemaker? Apologize and you didn't even do it just to get beyond that point. Peacemakers don't have to be right. Jesus was always right, but he suffered. The just suffered for the unjust. That's us. Right? So in our trial by fire, we already have a road map. Let me conclude it like this. Thank you all for your patience. Much love to you. Hebrews chapter 11. Christ suffered and he did no wrong. And a lot of us suffer for the wrong we do. And we so mad because it won't quit. Well, we shouldn't have done it. Because man ain't like God. You ought to know by now, man ain't going to ever forget what you did to him. Man is not willing to forgive what we did to them. But we as Christians ought to be willing to forgive them for what they did to us. Because this is just one trial on the road of life, baby. It's just one. A whole lot more to come. Are you in Hebrews chapter 11? All right, key in on verse 32. Talking about trial by fire. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Time would fail me if I tried to tell you of all the trials that these folk that I just talked about went through. That's how they end up in chapter 11. I wonder could God put our name there today. You got to be willing to go through to get to. Verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel markings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tested, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, 
having received witness through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. You can't crown Jesus till we all get there. But you see what they went through? Destitute, trial by fire, mockings, cut in hand. They went through. They did not cave in because the God in them was greater. And it said historically that a lot of these saints in the first century, even when they were being burned at the stake, they were singing hallelujah to Hosanna. Because they realized that, you know, I'm going to be with the Lord in just a few more days. In just a few more hours, I'll be dead and gone. They held out. They didn't cave in because they had a trial. They didn't deny the Lord because they had trials of cruel markings. Even when Jesus was put on trial, they said, are you the Christ? Tell us. And Jesus said, you said it right. And they punished a just man for the unjust. And that word in you will never fail you. That word of God inside of you will never abandon you. That's what the enemy is after and that's what the trial is all about. Are we going to stand and trust what God has already told us and what we're learning to do? Or are we going to turn our back and go back into the world? It's easy to go back into the world because there are no requirements. There are no requirements. If it's all night, it's all right. Romans 8 and I'm through. Has anybody in here ever gone through a trial? Is anybody in here right now in a trial? Is anybody in here that just came out of a trial? Is there anybody in here since that you're getting ready to go through a trial? Now I know some of y'all didn't say I rebuke all that. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> See, I know you can, you can rebuke that all day long. That trial is in your future. And it's the proving of you. Nobody asked you, you said you were a Christian. Nobody asked you, you said, Jesus coming to my poor wretched heart and I'll serve you the balance of my day. Nobody made you say that. After the teaching comes the testing. Yeah. When I come forth out of this fire, I'm going to come as pure gold. The Lord has burned a whole lot out of me since I got saved. Has he burned it out of you? That old stubborn thing that just won't seem to go away is a lesson right there for us. We have to humble ourselves and dismiss that thing from our inventory. Some stuff you can't fix. You ever heard of people? You're trying to live your, your child's life. You're abandoning your own. Nobody asks you to live your child's life. If we train them up the way they should go, then they won't depart from them when they get old. These trials, these things that are heavy on our heart, listen, we carry our children with us. We pray for them.
We want the best for them. But we can't do it for them. It's not our job to do it for them. And at some point, our children are going to have to find the Lord for themselves. And in your patience, possess your soul and let the Lord take care of it. We're not there to be always there as their financier, always running to us to get money. Where is your money? And as you get older, you ought to have enough money to go to Sunday and get your own hot dog. You know, yeah, I can't buy no hot dog today because Jimmy Lee been by here. Sometimes our children are our trial by fire. Sometimes we don't hear from our kids until they want something. How you gonna get mad at somebody that don't give you their stuff? Y'all quit sneaking money out the house over there to, to that boy. All right, I didn't, I didn't stop teaching them God. <laughs> that's, a, that's a trial by fire. Because have you noticed the more you give your children, the more they're going to require of you? Like you don't have a life. you giving them your mortgage money and they ain't got no job. I tell people quite often that, that come begging, first of all, if you get help right here, then you're going to be at the same place next month, so what you going to do different? Papa may have. Mama may have. But God bless the child who got his own pancakes. We've not been assigned by the Lord unless our child is an invalid or something. Other than that, we have not been assigned by the Lord to take all our resources, all the days of our lives, to take care of grown people. Change the locks on your door. Leave a blanket on the carport if they need somewhere to sleep. You know, a lot of times... And I want you to hold on to this if you have not heard anything else this morning. Let me tell you why people keep going back doing the same thing. And refuse to seek another way, a better way, a higher way. The reason they keep going back, because they ain't been hurt enough. When a person gets hurt enough, they'll stop it. They'll stop it. As long as you're providing a bed and all that, a roof over your grown child's head that refused to hold a job, you'll have them forever. It's just not good to invite your kids in your house to just stay. That means that we have failed them as a parent. We failed them. A lot of times people have problems you know, in, in, within marriage relationships and whatever goes on there, people have problems even, even though they're single. Everybody got problems. 
But if you're a parent and you failed your child and you've done something that's messing with that child's mind, best thing you can do to level the course is to tell that child, look, I failed you. And this is how I failed you and I'm sorry. And I ask your forgiveness. So if you want to go on being mad at me the rest of your life, that's on you. So if you ever have children, you'll understand what I'm saying. And y'all, some of y'all in here, you know I'm telling the truth. Because the way you were with your parents, and one of them said, you just wait till you have children. That's why you ain't got no children. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that judgment to come back. But see what goes around. Karma is interesting. You say, I don't believe in the karma. That's okay. Me either. But one thing I do believe in, sowing and reaping. It's a fact of life, everybody. One last scripture. So being like the Lord does not mean everything's going to go my way today, but what it does mean is at the end of the day, God is going to show himself mighty and strong on your behalf. And I can hear the Holy Ghost saying that a fiction that came up against you, it won't arise a second time. It's, it's, it's a done deal. Having done all to stand, stand. The trial by fire is a sign to every one of us. And it's going to come in different ways. It's the word that the devil is after. I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I'm not giving this word up in my life. I'm going to still believe God that it's going to all work out for my good. How about you? Romans 8 and 35. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? What's going to separate us? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, not outside the furnace, in this furnace, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We got to keep going. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, now any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is with you. Come what may, the Lord will never leave you. It's that word that you have heard, believed and received that that trial is trying to make of no effect. It's that quirk in your character that the Lord has allowed you to have a mean, ungetting along with neighbor. It's the Lord's doing. I had a neighbor that dumped water into my driveway. Can you imagine every time your car get clean, you got to come through all that water to get to your garage? And I went and talked to my neighbor. And my neighbor was non-conforming. It took seven years. You got to wait on the Lord. 
It took seven years. And one day, it was on a Sunday. I don't know I was having a good day that day because after church I put my hat on, which I very seldom wear a hat. But I was sharp that Sunday. <laughs> and I don't know if I was in vanity or not. I wanted my neighbor to see how sharp you could be coming from church. So I stopped by. He was in the driveway. And I talked to him. And he had been a very unreasonable man for those seven years. Because he did something on his property that altered the landscape that caused water to always be sitting in my driveway. But to make a long story short, that trial came to a great end. But it did not come to a great end because I was flippant or trying to be all in charge. It came because I waited on the Lord. So the problem was fixed. And then the parish gave 30 feet of right away to me and to my neighbor. So in the middle of that, it all worked out. I ended up with 30 more feet onto my property. He ended up with 30 more feet onto his property. And it came because of the complaint that I put over yonder with the parish that caused both of us to get blessed by that property. It's going to work out. <laughs> but it ain't going to work out when you say it's time to work it out. That trial by fire is going to work out at God's appointed time. But in the meantime, in your patience, possess your soul. The journey is long. The friends are few. But there is someone who cares for you. And Jesus is that someone. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Now the question is, will I do his will There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. 
in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.